When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Have you um, paid attention to sort of his game from afar? Yeah. Um, obviously one of the better ones in the league. So Yeah, you're talking about Diggs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, every single week. Uh, he's a tremendous player. Um, I, I love him as a player and as a person. Uh, I got to talk to him, you know, a little bit more after, you know, we traded and uh, got to really know each other. And, um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, love him as a person. And, uh, you know, I, I respect his game and only only want the best for him. All right. So if you're looking for drama between Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson, basically traded for each other, they love each other, as they should two of the three or four best wide receivers in the NFL. Does Jefferson epitomize cool? Like, he seems like a... De- wow. He, com- he comes Ex- off really... Existential question. But, I mean, he epitomizes cool. He he seems like a really good guy, a very decent guy. Um, he is very cool, though. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of agenda behind the coolness. <laughs> Like Diggs, Diggs is an Diggs is a little bit more of an act. <laughs> I just love hearing you break yeah. down like the just, epitome of. Well, I'm cool. just saying, yes. athletes like like some some guys try and sell it, right? And it doesn't mean that they're not cool, but they're selling it. I feel like Jefferson naturally comes by cool. Well, how would you define being cool? Likeable, but like, whoa, this guy has it. Like again, it's the it. It's hard to define. But, like, I don't feel like there's a lot of – I don't feel Justin Jefferson is trying to sell something he's not. Like, with Diggs, he's got sort of the mysterious thing about him, and he's cool, but he's working it a little bit more. Justin Jefferson seems to embrace himself, but unlike with Kirk, who's just like like me, a nerd or a geek, Justin Jefferson seems to be really, really cool, and it seems to come completely naturally. I thought Arthur Fonzarelli defined was the epitome hey. of cool, right? Leather jacket, oh, slipped got, hair. Back got all the girls could hit the jukebox and start it up. I think if Justin Jefferson were to mix in a leather coat and like a catchphrase, <laughs> he needs a catchphrase of some kind. He needs a he needs a Russell Wilson let's ride type no, of a thing see, to end his press conference. Okay. You just hit on a guy who clearly <laughs> is seen as not cool but he thinks he is. Yeah. Okay. I need like, to think more on this. I don't know that he I I almost feel like Kirk Cousins has epitomized cool. When I think of cool, I think super comfortable in your own skin and someone that people follow. And Kirk Cousins has become that in 2022. And some sort of iconic catchphrase, which he has. How many other guys have an iconic catchphrase? I don't think I would ever. 
I mean, Kirk I get what you're saying. I don't think I would ever think of Kirk as cool because he's the anti-cool. Justin Jefferson has this like weird it to him that I would follow him. Like okay. he he seems to me like a guy that can lead that can lead because he's so comfortable doing it. Might mm-hmm. be totally wrong. Just asking. No, it could be. Uh, this, by the way, is purple. Speaking of the epitome of cool, <laughs> hey. Purple Daily is the coolest Vikings podcast in the land. Uh, presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And uh, a shout-out to our friends also at Surly Brewing Company. Um, this is the Purple Picks edition of the show here, where we go through a few key questions about the upcoming game and look at it from a Vegas and market perspective. So we'll start with this one. Bills and Vikings, scale of 1 to 10, how big is this game? First of all, I turn 53 tomorrow, so I would like to take this show as as an opportunity to enjoy a before I die as we go through this. Look at this guy right here. before I die. Who's about to be 53? Happy birthday weekend. It's the birthday season for Judd. On the show, that'd be this guy. Uh, Scale of 1 to 10, that's an interesting one because last week I gave it a ton of importance because I thought that that was a game... The Vikings would need going into a tough four-game stretch. You know what? This game's interesting. Um, I, I'm with you, Phil. I wish that I thought Josh Allen was going to play because I would really like the, the Vikings to be tested ultimately, and they certainly won't be if Case Keenum plays. But it's an AFC opponent. It's a game that I'm very on the fence about them actually winning. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it down to a seven. For importance, because like if you lose this game, it's certainly no death knell. It's not embarrassing unless you get blown out. Uh, it's a non-conference opponent. I really think the Washington game in the big picture of life was m- more important. But this yeah. is going to be a great test, so I'm not going to dismiss it. I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, to me, it's a six. This is a bit of a house money game for me. Um, you're but you're playing a backup QB. It's non-conference. It's against a really good defense, so don't get me wrong. If you still won this game, I think you earn a little bit more respect. But with Josh Allen, uh, if he's if he indeed doesn't play, then I, I just I think it's more of a house money game. And you could still go in there and prove to the rest of the NFL that you can hang against a really good defense. But for me, it's it's a six out of ten. I said this last week that there will be no game if if they if they keep you know playing at the the top of the NFC here, there will be no game below a seven for me. Every game is important because you need to stack wins to, to get the highest seed possible. This is, I'm, I'm looking at them making a playoff run here if possible. So, but it's a seven. It's not like an eight or a nine. It's kind of on the low end of my current scale. If Josh Allen were playing at full strength, it would be closer to a 10 because it would literally be like, how good are you litmus test? Sure. So it's hard to say that if case Keenum is playing, but and we'll get to more of this throughout the the questions here. The Vikings offense versus the Bills defense is closer to like a nine or a ten if we were just looking at that matchup because that is a litmus test. Yep. Road, maybe the best defense in the NFL or close. How does your offense perform against it? Do they just get stifled? Do they crumble? Do they disappear again for an hour of real time? Um, so overall, it's a seven. Um, they are six and one in conference, by the way. This is a non-conference game, right? But that's the second best NFC uh, conference record behind the Eagles, who are five and zero in conference. That's an important one if there eventually are tiebreakers for that. Let's say you know you're tied with, uh, I don't know. Let's say it's 
Dallas and Seattle or something for the second seed or 49ers, and uh, it goes to conference record. Well, you want to be 6-1 and one and improving in conference to, to have that. Okay, next question. Is anyone playing or coaching for their job this week? I'm going to say flat out no. Um, Joseph might have been maybe a little bit last week, but clearly uh, made two key field goals. We talked about on uh, on yesterday's Mackie and Judd, Ingram, who I think we all agree might be prone to being benched, but O'Connell has shown no predisposition to benching offensive players. Uh, so I'm going to say absolutely not. This one, there is no one playing or coaching for their job. I don't know if there's anyone coaching for their job, but I, I do... I'm not going to get a full panic on this yet, but with Ed Ingram struggling basically all season and Ezra Cleveland coming off the worst game of his basically career yet last week, we had a zero pass protection grade, I believe, in uh, on the offensive line. Yes. Are other teams starting to realize, hey, that interior is actually a lot leakier than it seems and we're going to blitz the hell out of it. You have a center that's banged up. I would start to kind of not panic, but start really watching interior line play, which has been mostly very solid this season. But I would start to look at that area of, oh boy, if if that was a fluke for those first six games, that interior line looked really well. Because now that other teams are starting to exploit it a little bit, that would be a little bit of a cause for panic for the offense. This is now like the third or fourth week in a row that I will say Ed Ingram (laughs) is playing for his job. Obviously, I've been wrong to this point, but... He's been the weak link along the offensive line. Like Declan said, Cleveland had a bad game last week, but he's had a, a decent season. Bradbury's he's been a little rougher. And Bradbury's get banged up. The, the What's ankle. his injury report status? He's on there, but questionable. Uh, he didn't I guess practice fr- Wednesday. He practiced uh, Thursday, and I'm guess you, you know what? An ankle for a guy like that, I bet he's not. I bet he, he is on the report, but is not de- designated because I'm sure he's going to start. Just tape that thing up. Just He's tape an that offensive thing up. lineman. Ask Boone if he didn't play. play I would. I'd be done. Yeah, I agree. Tape, tape the ankle. You're right. Okay, what's the biggest storyline you're interested in this week? Um. So from the standpoint, from a football-y football standpoint, I, I think it is an evolving and not always great offense against the Bills. Very good, uh, top ranked uh, in scoring defense. The, but personally, for me, it's Jefferson Diggs. It's it's Jefferson Diggs. Like I mean, that trade. Do you guys realize how closely that trade turned out to being a disaster? Like, if you take the wrong, if if or I should say this, if Justin Jefferson had been respected enough to go where he properly should have, that pick could have been anything, and anything short of Jefferson might have been a damn disaster. So I think it's it's. Those two, and there is no question on both sides, there is going to be a desire to really play well. Like, Diggs is going to want, want to get back at his former teammates. Jefferson has a ton of pride, so he's going to want to show Diggs, hey, dude, I'm better than you. So I think just from a fun standpoint, it's going to be those two, although they're not going to go against each other, I think that that is a juicy storyline of Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs. 
Uh, for me, it's the Vikings going against another really good defense in Buffalo. So last week, Washington kind of smashed them in the face without Chase Young, too, by the way. Like, if they have a healthy Chase Young, that might be a different ball game for Washington. Um, they're playing a really good defense, whether it's going to be whoever's starting at quarterback for Buffalo. That's one thing. And obviously, if it's, a, if it's a Josh Allen MVP situation, then, yeah, your defense is in trouble. But uh, conversely, on the Vikings' offensive side, they got to go against one of the best defenses in the NFL. So can they prove that they can indeed hang with one of the best defenses. I think that's what I'm most likely looking forward to watching on Sunday. I'm actually, this, and I agree with those two storylines, but I'm actually curious about Case Keenum, Stefan Diggs playing together really for the first time with Case Keenum starting since the Minneapolis Miracle. Well, I guess they played together the game after that too, but uh, we don't talk about that game around these parts. Too much trauma. I think those guys in a different uniform connecting on the field here is just kind of an interesting thing to see. And those guys, I don't think there's any like animosity toward this version of the Vikings that those guys have right. uh, any feelings would have subsided a few years ago. Um, but yeah, maybe for case, there's a little bit of an element of, all right, la- the last time I played my old team, I didn't quite stick it to them. So now that I have a better vehicle to drive in here, maybe I can. So I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see kind of what that looks like. And, and Phil, just quickly as well on the bill's, defense which is good their uh in injury report uh, designations for this game are out greg russo left defensive end is out they're starting middle linebacker uh tremaine edmonds is questionable they're starting left cornerback uh Tredavious white is questionable they're uh starting strong safety jordan poyer is out and they're starting free safety micah hyde was placed on ir a few weeks back so again the 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 Vikings are going to get a defense here in the Bills that's depleted. I'm not saying it's going to save them, but it certainly should help a little bit. Yeah. So uh, Jordan Poyer leads the Bills in forced fumbles. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, I take that back. He leads the Bills in passes defensed. I I was looking at the wrong category. Uh, Greg Rousseau is second on the Bills in sacks. He has five sacks. Von Miller has seven for the Bills. They haven't been a huge sack team, but they do get some pressure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those. I mean, that's that's an. This is not the same Bills team that other teams have gotten, so that is definitely a story here. Okay, next question for you guys: Who, uh, what, who, or what scares you the most about the Bills this week? Um, I think probably at this point, Stefan Diggs does. Um, here's what's weird about the Bills. So the Bills, I, I looked this up uh, last night. Excuse me. <laughs> I just got a doogie like a, frog in my take throat. A sip of your yeah, I got a doogie. Hold, wait, hold, wait, wait. That's a good idea. I'm getting old. See, that's the problem. Mm. I looked this up last night. Steph, Stefan, <laughs> Stefan Diggs. That's good enough for me. Uh, Stefan Diggs, eight games, 60 receptions, 83 targets, seven touchdowns, 857 yards. Their second leading wide receiver. Gabe Davis, okay, seven games, 18 receptions, 38 (laughs) targets, four touchdowns. So the point is this. If the Bills are going to win this game offensively, Stephon Diggs is going to have a big game. Now, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings do matchup-wise, too. Because not not that Cam Dantzler has been great, but he's a starter. He's out. Evans is going to start with Peterson. So do you do you try and follow Diggs with Peterson, which might not work? Um, so 
The matchup that intrigues me the most is Stefan Diggs against the Vikings secondary, because I think that could get very intriguing. No. Could be bad, too. I just don't know. Yeah, I agree, I agree with Judd that I think just having a motivated Stefan Diggs is potentially dangerous, um, even with and then Cam Dantzler obviously missing time from practice and, and obviously not playing that you're going to be without one of your best cornerbacks. I know Pat P's been awesome, which is which is great to see, and we'll see how Caleb Evans probably draws in and how they just want to fill, fill those shoes with Dantzler being out. But I think just a motivated Stefan Diggs who's probably really hungry to face his former team, um, that definitely uh, probably scares me the most. I'm going to say, in addition to Stefan Diggs, the thing that scares me the most is the general environment. Orchard Park, yeah. wind, tables. 30-ish degrees, <laughs> flaming tables on the outside, lubed up fans. Just It's just generally become a very difficult place to play and win. And uh, credit to Kirk and the boys for, I wouldn't say Washington was a hostile environment, yeah. but they were mocking him with chance, and it was a road game, and the defense was was pinning its ears back. So uh, they did pass a test last week. This will be another test environmentally. This is not a team led by Kirk Cousins that traditionally goes on the road over the past five years and beats really good teams. And it's going to so, be cold. It's going to be cold, yep, windy. Weather's going to be an impact. You're right. So just there's going to be some things to overcome here this week. All right, we're going to pick the game here in just a moment. But if you're looking to get a little more sweat on the game this weekend. Maybe underdog can be your friend. Yeah, I, I would actually be monitoring those uh, underdog pick'em lines as we get closer and closer to uh, to kickoff there. What do they want to do with a Case Keenum? What do they want to do with Kirk Cousins? What do they want to do with Diggs and Jefferson? You can mix and match those pick'em slips to get yourself a, a big little nice payday on underdog fantasy. You can join with promo code SCORE if you haven't already. When you join with promo code SCORE, it helps us out here at Score North and They'll double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you're playing with literally house money. We talk about the Vikings playing house money going into the game. Underdog Fantasy will give you a $100 bonus when you sign up with promo code SCORE. That's Underdog Fantasy. Go ahead and download the Underdog Fantasy app. Hey, I'm wearing Chill Boys Long Underwear right now. It is a Chill Boys Long Underwear day for old Macadac. Good for you. Got a second pair as well that I can rock later on this weekend. Nice. What's one word to describe how Chill Boys are making you guys feel these days? Outstanding. Outstanding. In fact, um, I'm going to go to the Gopher football game today. It's going to be cold outside. And you know what I'm saying? I'm saying no concerns from here because the Chill Boys Long Johns are going to keep me warm, comfortable, and most importantly, guys, not bunched. Not bunched. It's oh, a big key. Yes. Uh, excited. Excited for, for a glorious weekend and a glorious weekend of football, whether that's the Gophers all of a sudden turning the tide or uh, the Vikings, obviously, with the revenge game in Buffalo. I might not be able to hit the sticks anymore. You know, golf season might be over, but that doesn't mean that I can't rock that performance brands. I do little practice swings in the living room as I like to sit there with Vinny and, and the fiance trying to plan this ridiculous wedding I'm that sure if they like you're, you're, you're bending your left elbow yeah, a lot. There I, I am. Well, I'm also like I'm sure sitting. She loves I'm, you doing I'm not this. in a good position to be, be swinging a golf club, whether I'm standing or sitting phil so uh, i'm 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 excited for to to be rocking my chill boys this weekend i would say cozy is the word that comes to mind for me with that chill boys hooded sweatshirt with the long underwear we got the christmas decorations rocking a little nat king cole on poor little surly do you you have christmas decorations up already that's the plan this weekend for us too. You're damn right. Uh-huh. It's I'm, that time of year. I Chestnuts a, roasting on this open fire. I made a deal with the devil, uh, my fiance, that uh, if she could put the wow. stuff up early, if I got two brand new pairs of golf pants and I took her up on that offer. 
Oh, nice trade-off. I, I, I think it was a solid trade-off. So them. you got something from this? Yes. She wanted to put them up November 1st, and I said, absolutely not. And she said, what about November 15th, and I'll buy you two, pair new, two new pairs of golf pants? And I was like, deal. Sold. No problem. Well, Blackmail me. First off, good for you. Second of all, is that a fight worth fighting? Like, whenever Dawn wants to put stuff up, I'm just like, whatever. <sighs> it's good marriage advice, I guess. I never, yeah. fight, I never fight that fight. You definitely have to, yeah, you definitely have to pick and choose there. Uh, for sure. I personally like the Christmas decorations yeah, I don't being mind up it. early November. Big fan. It. Maximize the season. Lots of lights, Definitely. too. Lots of lights. Uh, 15% discount on all Chill Boys products with the code SCORE15. That's S-K-O-R-15. Chillboys.com. All right, let's pick uh, the actual game here, boys. Buffalo is a pretty consensus three-and-a-half-point favorite coming all the way down from seven-and-a-half early in the week in most sports books. 66% of the bets are on the Vikings, according to Action Network, and 84% of the money is on the Vikings. Very interesting. Here's what Action Network says. The Vikings have won six consecutive games straight up, but they've covered in just two of those wins. A lot of close wins. The Vikings are streaking, winning six straight, facing a stellar defense. Teams winning six consecutive games or more and facing a defense as good as Buffalo's are 33-24 and 24 against the spread over the last 20 years. Here's a Kirk Cousins nugget that you guys might enjoy. So in his career, he is 65-64-2 against the spread. Almost exactly 500 against the spread. In noon games, he's 45-34 and 34 against the spread. So 11 games over 500. In... 3 p.m. or later games, he's 20 and 30 against the spread. So the Kirk Cousins noon thing applies to his team's performance against the spread sure. as well. Sure. The Vikings are 7 and 1 this season. They opened as a 7.5 point underdog on the road. They are the first team in their ninth game or later to have this good of win percentage and open as a touchdown underdog in a decade. Wow. The last team that was this good this late in the season record-wise and was opening as a 7.5-point underdog was, coincidentally, the Alex Smith Chiefs in 2013, <laughs> and they lost that game 27-17 to against the Broncos. So there's all sorts of food for thought for you guys. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Who, who wins? Who covers? What's going to happen here, Judd? All right, so the Vikings will claim that they don't pay attention, but there's no question that there is a feeling that this team nationally among some, is not for real. Like, you're, be- you're beating up on bad teams, that blah, blah, blah. Um, this gives you an opportunity, no matter who starts a quarterback for the Bills, it gives you an opportunity to make a statement of some sort. Um, O'Connell has done a great job of rallying the troops. Um, this team has has its flaws, for sure, but as we talked about earlier, Buffalo's going to be without four or five key defensive players, and Case Keenum almost certainly going to start. All of this leads to this. About 3.05 when we flipped the switch on Ventline on Sunday to start taking overjoyed Vikings fans because the final will be 21 to 18 Vikings. Wow. Hang it high. Watch this. <laughs> wow. He's waving the flag. He's taking a sip of Before I Die. Yep, Before I Die. Amazing. Vikings Amazing. win Vikings win this game. I think this game is a bigger deal to them as far as answering questions than it probably is to us. 
I agree. They definitely aren't oblivious a- to the chatter. I don't think they're consumed by it, but they're not oblivious to the, are they, are they for real? How about oh, this? Man, they haven't beaten anyone yet. Chip on the shoulder. I think O'Connell's very good at, like, it, it's not a negative, but I think he's very good at setting a tone, and my guess is his tone has been a lot of people that don't think we're any good. What do you guys think? You know what? Actually, I, this is for a discussion deeper in, in, into another day, but, like, in, in a difference between KOC and Zimmer is, Oftentimes, Zimmer kind of created this separation between him and the team where it was like, it wasn't, it was we, we, we sometimes, but it was also kind of, you guys aren't as good as I want you to be. Yeah. And therefore, there's a gap here. Yep. Or he would kind of like, you know, call guys out at the podium or whatever. Kevin O'Connell has a way of making it feel like it is us against everyone. (laughs) Nobody believes or... We faced it. You guys faced adversity, and you know, there's there's a, there's more of a we feel to this team than we've than we've had in a few years around here. Post game every time, what does he say? We have a lot of corrections to make. That includes me. Always me. Yes, that's his line. He always lumps it's, himself it's in. All of us in. Yep. Immediately yep. with you guys got a lot to fix, but so do I. Yeah, it's very smart. Yeah. I would say, well, Kirk first. First off, is is like the noon game messiah. So, like, if it's a if it's a twelve p.m. game, the dude is the dude is locked in here, right? Like, if it's an afternoon game, the guy's really good. It's in the prime time that he has had a historical, um, horrible record in those situations. That being said, I think this is going to be a, a pretty low scoring and um, a murky game. Even if the Bills indeed play Keenum, it's a tough defense. The Vikings have to go against. I say the Vikings win, but it is twenty three twenty one. I don't think they cover. I think they win, and I think it's going to be come down to one or two points. So I think the Vikings win. I don't believe they will cover this spread, but 23-21 win. No, but they're yeah, dogs, yeah. right? So they – and well, I, yeah. I think I think it's down to three now. Uh, I believe it's dropped to three, or th- right? Because it started at wow, a touchdown wow, you're with – questioning. You're questioning the Action Network. Let's go here. Well, Let's it started it. at seven and a half on Monday with Josh Allen expected to play. Okay, so I hold think- on. So, go, so Declan, hold on. Before we – maybe we need a new number here. No, it's consensus is three and a half on Action Network. Buffalo by three and a half now. And the best odds you can find are three and a half right now. Yeah, Buffalo is a three and a half point favorite. Right. Okay, so sorry, Declan, what are you predicting? 23-21 win for the Vikings. Okay. So the Vikings would win and cover. Oh, they would win and cover, yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I think uh, this is tough because oh, come on, I definitely think the Vikings are going to – the Vikings are definitely, I think, covering. I don't. I, I think the Vikings are just like the better team with all the injuries that Buffalo has. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels like Buffalo could win a close game, much like the Vikings did. Could be could be kind of a flip situation that maybe Buffalo is the team that kicks a game-winning field goal here. So I'm going to hedge a little bit and say, uh, if we're just picking the spread, give me the three and a half points. I will take the Vikings to cover. But I could see a world in which the Vikings lose like 21 to 20 or 20 to 17 or something like that, and Buffalo wins but doesn't cover the three. That half point is is a big one for me. So Vikings cover. I think the Bills win. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. So mm-hmm. you do you do think the Bills win? Okay. Yes, I do think the Bills will win this game, even if Case Keenum starts. And if not, cool. I, I was wrong. Uh, we have a, a space for us to admit that on Wednesdays. All right, there you go. There's your purple picks here on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We will see you guys tomorrow for Vikings Vent Line right after the Bills and Vikings conclude. You say that, lose all you want. <laughs> You're a guest. This is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. 
When Tyreek Hill signed with the Miami Dolphins, we all thought, what the hell is he doing? What made many scratch their heads even further was comments praising Tua's accuracy. In fact, people got tired of listening to Tyreek Hill. They would go as far as to just tell him to just shut up and focus on football. Well, the Miami Dolphins are 7-3. Tua Tagovailoa is near 2,000 yards, 15 touchdowns with three interceptions. Not to mention the Dolphins now sit at the top of the AFC East. Well, they can hear you now, Tyreek. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget, BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf exists at BetOnline.net as well. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.